Who will be that year two wide receiver breakout? Let's make the case for Chase Claypool right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. And we welcome you everybody here. Adam Azer with Jacob Gibbs on FFP in five. Jacob is writing uh, profiles for Sportsline. He's got a lot more content, so please check out Sportsline whenever you can. Let's talk about Chase Claypool. And uh, his rookie year was good. <laughs> Pretty darn good. Nine touchdowns, 873 yards. But you think there's room for much, much more? Yeah, I think there definitely is room for more simply because he's going to play more. Uh, he only played 63% of the offensive snaps as a rookie. He really had to like work his way into a real role. Um, he only ran 20 routes in the first two games. And then Mike Tomlin admitted to like limiting his snaps late in the season to like avoid a rookie wall. So, yeah, I just think the year in numbers for Claypool last year, even though they were really good, I, I don't even think they're really representative of the type of volume that we should expect from him going forward, even if his role doesn't expand, just simply playing more, not having his snaps limited. Uh, because even with him limited last year, he finished ninth in total air yards, which is just really, really impressive for somebody who played as little as he did. I was a little concerned by the fact that he only had five games with more than 60 yards. He had one game with... 110 yards, three touchdowns, plus a rushing touchdown. He had more bad games than, you know, than Brandon Ayuk, than more games with fewer than 60 yards than Ayuk, than Higgins, than Lamb, um, than A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and McLaurin did when they were rookies. Same amount, though, I think, as, as uh, Juju had when he was a rookie, just in terms of games with 60 or 60, fewer than 60 yards. But And then Juju had 1,400 yards as a sophomore. So that, you know, but but you just think the increased snap counts will work. Well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get him more consistency. What else do you like about him and, and the types of targets he was getting? Yeah, I think the types of targets that he gets are really, really valuable. Um, and it will potentially, you know, lead to some consistency as you just alluded to, because he's getting so many deep targets. Um, but that's the first thing is Ben loves throwing it to Claypool. He loves throwing it deep to Claypool. Um, so on routes that developed 10 plus yards downfield, only Stefan Diggs had a higher target per route run rate than Claypool in 2020. So when he was running deep routes, he was targeted at almost the highest rate in the entire NFL as a rookie. That's really valuable for fantasy, um, especially with someone, you know, just has unfair size and athleticism like him. Um, it's not just deep routes, though. He also Ben loves targeting Claypool around the goal line. Uh, he led the team with a 24% target per hour run rate in the red zone, and that rate was all the way up to 32% uh, when Pittsburgh was inside the 10-yard line. So, like, they made it a point to give him the ball, win in scoring distance, and and that's really that's really uncommon for a rookie. Um, so just the, the red zone targets – and the deep targets, that's what you want for fantasy, and it's really exciting to see how they use them that way last year. And so the key for you when you're analyzing Chase Claypool is not the overall numbers, but it's the per-route numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they, he perfectly exemplifies why analyzing you know, per-route data is so important because he, he ran enough routes to drop you know, plenty of assumptions from. He ran 437 routes, 350 is typically the qualifier that I use. That's a solid sample size, but it definitely should rise in year two because of things we've talked about. And his per route data suggests that, I mean, basically exactly what his film does and basically exactly what his athletic profile does. And it's that Chase Claypool is just a freaking problem. He is a matchup problem in the way that DK Metcalf is. And as a rookie, he came into a crowded Pittsburgh receiving room with already, you know, pre-existing target hogs. And he showed an ability to, to draw targets that Metcalf never has in two years. I just, <laughs> I think we're going to look back at, if, if people do pay attention to the per route data, they're going to look back at Claypool as one of the most obvious breakout picks we've had in a long time because he's everything he's shown us so far has just been excellent. And I think with more routes, 
it's it's pretty simple. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and Claypool is usually available uh, around round six or seven in CBS leagues. It's early round seven. It depends on, on where you're drafting. And uh, do you like him better than two guys going right ahead of him, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy? Yeah, I take him easily ahead of both of those guys, um, which is a little scary because they're both super talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just prefer everything we saw from last year to those two. Funny, you look at Ayuk, Judy, Claypool, Higgins, back to back to back to back. Then Jamar Chase is the next wide receiver off the board. And you, you sit here and you go, hey, in, in 2022, are we talking about how many of these guys are we talking about right. in round two? You know, maybe round th- maybe round one, maybe round two, three. But right? you got such incredibly great young talent at the receiver position. If you can get them in round seven, that's really exciting. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about another one of these guys, T. Higgins. This is Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll talk to you then.